God bless you all. Happy Father's Day. All you fathers are blessed to have children. I've caught myself as one. It's good to be a father. Amen. And we also appreciate our Heavenly Father. Amen. Amen. I want to sing, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his gates with praise. Amen. Why don't we stand as we sing this? I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will sit in his name that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he hath made me glad. He hath made me glad. time. I'm sure everybody knows it, but no matter what comes our way, we that's the challenge, isn't it? We've got to be happy anyways, right? We know that all things work together for good, and I'm just so glad that we have a Heavenly Father. We have beautiful weather outside, and we have a service today. Just feeling good. I hope you're feeling good. Let's, let's sing, uh, think about His love. Think about His goodness. Amen. Think about his love Think about
morning, I want to read um, a note here from Sister Miriam. She's going to be uh, moving back to the UK. She wanted to express her thanks for all the love and fellowship over the last nine months. I will be returning to the UK on Wednesday, the Lord willing. See you soon if the Lord tarries. Well, God bless you, Sister Miriam. We pray that the Lord would be with you in the UK. Uh, We have a number of prayer requests. We've been asked to remember the saints in Uganda. Uh, specifically, Brother Don Julius, who um, has COVID, but there's also a lot of uh, saints there that are also suffering from COVID-19. And also, they have a fairly severe lockdown for 42 days, um, a lot worse than what we've had. Uh, they can basically only go out for groceries and um, essential goods, and they have to um, stay home. So we just pray that the Lord would have mercy for them. We've also got a need for Brother Henry Waldner. He's going to be going in for some chemotherapy uh, just to make sure that they uh, eradicate all the cancer cells. So we just pray that the Lord would intervene, watch over our brother. And I also just want to take this t- time to just remember my sister. Her name is Jennifer. Um, she actually had a brain tumor a number of years ago and um, they couldn't remove the tumor from her brain stem. It was too risky. And unfortunately, it's uh, flared up again, so they're um, thinking they can get it this time. So she's going on on June 30th. So if we could just remember um, remember her, I'd sure appreciate that. So if Brother Mike could come as he's coming, why don't we sing, Born Again, There's Really Been a Change in Me. Amen? 102. Born again, there's really been a change
raise it up. The Lord sees it this morning, sees your heart. We're not praying to a dead God. We're praying to a God who sees and answers prayers we've heard even seen over these last several weeks and months. So let's just bow our head now. Heavenly Father, on a day that we celebrate what we call Father's Day, Lord, I am so thankful we can call you our Heavenly Father. Faithful one, so unchanging, Lord. Lord, the term, Lord, just to say, Heavenly Father, Lord, that you care, that you love. Lord, you you desire fellowship with your people, with your sons and your daughters. Oh, what a father you are, Lord. And Lord, we're coming, Lord. I can imagine, Lord, as a child would come to a father in need. They have a real need on their heart and they'd approach their father for they know that he's the one that they can come to who can meet the need. He's the one they come, they need strength from, maybe an answer from, Lord. They come to their father. And Lord, this morning, we're coming to our father. We have needs on our hearts, Lord. They're thinking of the ones that have just been mentioned this morning. Our brothers and sisters in Uganda, Lord. Our brother Don, Lord. Luis, just in in pain and and sickness of COVID, oh God. The lockdown, Lord Jesus, in we can we can lord try and relate we've been under these restrictions lord we can lord empathize and put ourselves in their shoes it's difficult oh god and there's isolation as ones are separate from the body lord we can pray for them lord because we have a little bit of understanding and so we pray that you would meet their need lord as as their heavenly father lord our brother matthew's sister lord with a, a brain tumor lord jesus Lord, meet her need this morning, oh God. Lord, whatever, Lord, needs to be done, Lord, we know you can in a moment. Lord, I'm thinking of Brother Branham, Lord, as he was with his wife, Lord, and that tumor before even doctors even got there, the cyst was gone. Lord, it can be the same as it was that yesterday. It can be the same today. If we can just reach out, Lord, with our faith and touch the hem of your garment this morning, oh God. And may you raise it up for your glory and touch her, Lord. May it create an opening. That brother Matthew can speak and you're, and we can glorify your name for who you are. A living God that's the same today as you were 2,000 years ago on the, on Calvary's hill. Lord, we thank you for this morning that we can have. Bless, Lord, this service. Bless the preaching of your word. May it strike our hearts. Lord, not just to come to a morning service. Not just to, thankful we can maybe come into a sanctuary or those that are sitting on a screen, Lord, at home. But, Lord, we're coming to meet you this morning, Lord Jesus. May that be our sole focus. Not just the surroundings, not just the, the atmosphere, but, Lord, that the living God can meet us this morning one more time. We commit this day into your care, Lord, in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats this morning. God bless you. I'm just going to give a little bit of an announcement just regarding camp. I know it's we've had a handful of questions, so we just thought we'd take the take the moment to uh, to do that with you and just to answer any questions and feel free to call us uh, at the office. So I'm just going to give a little bit of heads up. We've been waiting for the borders a little bit. So if I if I I could have prayed one more prayer request, pray for unilateral border opening. All right. Very specific prayer. Unilateral border opening. I mean, you can extend and go even further and bilateral border openings. <laughs> that would be even better. But uh, unilateral would at least give us some some uh, a one way street down to the to the south uh, for camp uh, this uh, this coming August. So just keep that in your prayer. That's something we've just been holding off. And unfortunately, our 
government's not been making it easy on us. So I'm just going to give you what I can tell you now so that you can kind of plan for it. Wednesday, August 11th to Sunday, August 15th will be the kind of the camp component. All right. So uh, I know we blocked the week off. Um, we're having a family camp uh, with the borders and the situation. It's not a separate junior and a separate senior. It's family camp. We need time to connect with our family. And so that's going to be our, our morning, or I should say our camp week. Uh, and so we'll, there's not an age specific. It's, it's everyone's available to come. And uh, so that's Wednesday, August 11th. We'll start. It's a, just a slow, uh, relaxed entry. Uh, meals will start in the evening as far as we're planning, and we're just working out some of those details. But uh, you're free to come on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at the camp, but it's just self-sustained. You're, you're, uh, you'll be there and, and, and sustaining yourself food-wise, and we'll just have a relaxed um, start on the Wednesday. The evening will just be a, a free evening to connect with each other again, and, uh, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday will be the services in the evening times and, and uh, the mornings on the specific days. So it's a little bit of a difference. So it's a Wednesday to Sunday, kind of as far as the camp is concerned. Um, any questions in that regard, again, we'll, we'll feel free to text me or call the officer, whichever. We're just being a little bit fluid. So I'm just trying to give you what I, what I can. Uh, I'm going to be sending out a little registration form. It's going to be extremely simplified. There's not going to be a lot of questions. It's really just to help us know who's even planning, who's even planning to come. Uh, and maybe there'll be a question there, or even if there uh, not a specific question, if not in the notes section, please specify. You know, we're planning to come if you know if the border opens, or we're planning to, or you know, I'm willing to fly, or I'm I can only drive if the border opens, kind of thing. Some are some are willing to go uh, all the way and and uh, and fly because that's the only way you can get down there as of right now. Uh, if the border opens, that would allow a few more to come. So uh, I just need to know kind of where your parameters are so we can build our list and kind of plan plan A, plan B, plan C, plan Z, what, uh, whatever we can uh, do with as the things change. So tomorrow is a bit of an announcement on the borders, and so we're waiting for that. We were hoping to hear something before today, but it's not the case. So, uh, you know, it'll morph as we go down the road a little bit. So if you can just bear with us, that is the, that is the plan, camp. We are planning to have camp. We're excited uh, to have as many that could come. Uh, and just be together. It's just a time that we need we need to reunite. <laughs> so, uh, any questions? Feel free to catch me, email me, text me, whatever you need to do. Uh, but that is the plan. Camp is on Wednesday to Sunday, uh, as far as the formal camp. And uh, and let me know on those registration forms if you can. Don't don't delay. Don't dilly dally. If you can have that hard conversation to say, you know, where are we? Yes, no, maybe so. And, and just send in that little registration. It's not necessarily registration. It's even just a bit of a, a feedback so that we know what to plan for. Amen. All right. That's it. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Mike. I know many of us have plans for holidays. I know we have some ideas we want to do for summer, but uh, we would love to get to camp. So let's make sure we keep that in prayer and hope that the government will open up the border so we can just be there without a bunch of hassle and rigor moral. And uh, I'm certainly looking forward to having camp this year. Let's sing, um, let's sing Chain Breaker. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, there's a better life. Amen? There's a better life. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles, 
never felt change like this COVID. Amen. And we're just looking forward to just being just set free in all ways. Amen. Not just physically, but spiritually. Amen. Well, we have a baby dedication this morning. Uh, Brother Joel and Sister Kim are going to come and I wanted to sing, Oh yes, oh yes, I'm a child of the King. His royal blood now flows through my veins. Amen. As they come. Oh yes. Oh yes, I'm a child of the King. His royal blood now flows through my veins, and I was wretched and bound out to sea. Praise God, praise God, I'm a child. Oh, yeah. 
Amen. Well, this is a special day on Father's Day for me to be dedicating my grandson and to have his great grandfather here also behind me. Uh, it's a special day, Dad. Very special day. Amen, Jules. Sister Kim. Today we're dedicating Harper Ethan Ray. And you can see the size of him. He's... Uh, Getting bigger, and he'll be holding me for my dedication. <laughs> but we have Sister Kim's mom and dad here, and family, and my family, different ones. You know, it really wasn't, it was the children, and I know Joel and Kim had, we'd planned or asked earlier, but everybody wasn't ready at that time. And now today is the day, and it fell on this day. It fell on this day. And uh, Harper, Harper, it's a unique name. Hi, sweetheart. He um, he has a namesake of his great-great-grandfather, uh, Sister Ruth's dad, Wes Harper. And uh, there's a psalm of life. It says, lives are great. Man, all remind us. We make our lives sublime departing leave behind us footprints on the sands of time a great great grandpa harper was a man of sterling character you know it does mean whaler <laughs> so he's, he's probably got the forearm to throw a pretty good harpoon but i'm thinking not just necessarily the name but the character of the name grandpa harper was a had a sterling character, as I told Brother Biscal just earlier. He was a visionary. He was perceptive. He had insight. He was kind, thoughtful, and giving. That was his great-great-grandfather. His great-grandfather is of the same character. And I thought, these were great men, Joel, Kim, that are surround your darling son. Ethan is his middle name, and it gets stronger. Ethan is firm and enduring, strong and long-lived. Ethan was actually a very wise, wise man, and the only man that surpassed him in wisdom was Solomon. And Ethan wrote a psalm, a reflective psalm or poem, they call it, in Psalms 89.1, which reads this. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever with my mouth. I will make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shall thou establish in the very heavens. I have made my covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant, thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations brother Branham said and show us the father on father's day show us the father he said the same god that i talk about has shown himself and he's alive and he's here we see him through all the characters of the bible and these are men that are great men that all remind us and may the great 
presence of the Lord Jesus, the greatest man of all. May he bless Harper Ethan this morning as we dedicate to him. And may then he leave footprints on the sands of time. You have a great heritage, Harper. Your grandpa Glenn, he's here. And grandma and grandma Joanne and grandpa Tom. But the main one is the Lord Jesus Christ, honey. And this is going to be a challenge. (laughs) So pray with us as we dedicate this darling little baby to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, sweetie pie. It's okay. You want to come to me? It's okay. All right. Let's pray. Father, I look at this young family that's standing here and it's all by the grace of God. You save, you deliver, and Father God, you give life. Today we're remembering Harper, Ethan, that you will bless him, that you'll watch over him as we dedicate him back to you. And Father, that the glory of God would rest upon him all the days of his life. May he also, as great men remind us, may he have footprints and leave footprints in this great sands of time. Bless him now we pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, sweetheart. You did pretty good. God bless you. God bless you, honey. God bless you, darling. God bless you, son. God bless you. Amen. Well, here we are. They brought the little ones to the Lord Jesus. He took time for them. And I said to Brother Tim, Brother Tim has one, uh, a baby dedication next week, and that's going to be two at one. And then we have another one coming and another one coming. I says, you know what? I like it the way Brother Bram did it. He just lined them all up, Dad. He just lined them all up, and then he just prayed for each one of them. Tim says, that's a good idea. But we'll just do it the way we've been doing it, and we're thankful for what God adds to our church. Today is the last Sunday that Sister Zoe's mom's going to be here. And uh, we're sad to see her go. I know she's been confined through COVID. But the next time you shall return, Sister, we'll have fellowship. Amen. You're going to see your grandson baptized today for the glory of God. And to God be praised for that, Brother Raymond. We're just so thankful for Nathaniel. Amen. Well, and the trumpet shall sound and the dead... I've got a few announcements, but we might as well stand and sing a song and change our position. And the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall rise, and all shall be waiting in the sky. And shall be changed in the twinkle.
the great rapture change. We'll be speaking on that this morning. Before we turn to the word, let's just show Brother Ruan and Sister Sarah Esterheisen have had a little baby boy. And we missed the announcement last week, both here and in the States. We didn't do that on purpose at all. But uh, Zachary Asher Esterheisen, born June 12th at 238, 7 pounds, 8 ounces, and 20 inches. Anything else we need to know? Mummy and baby are doing wonderful. I want to say something regarding Brother Ruin. Brother Ruin and Sister Sarah have been a, vet, a very special addition always to our, our assembly. They have helped at the camp, done some heroes in the back room, cleaning, washing, doing all the hard work that we don't do. And uh, we needed uh, Brother West. Nygaard had uh, moved and retired. and We needed someone on the state side to help us, help the trustees. And he stepped in and he's been doing a wonderful job helping the brothers do all the trustee duties that need to be done on the U.S. side. We want to acknowledge that and let you know that he's been doing that for months upon months without really many much prodding or encouragement. He's just fell into the job and he's he's been a willing worker and we want to thank you, Brother Ruan, for all that you're doing for the bride of Jesus Christ. The next baby announcement, and looks what happens when we have COVID. Jonathan and Sister Moline have liked to announce the birth of their daughter, Elise Mazivta, Mazivta Nayambaya. She, there she is, weighing six pounds and seven ounces. Well, to God be the glory. All life comes from God. And we are so indeed thankful for what God is doing for us here in the local assembly. Before we go to prayer... Uh, we have an unspoken request for Brother uh, Raymond Butler, and uh, he has a need within his body, and we want to remember him. You can keep on playing that song very lightly if you don't mind. If you've got any needs, I know we've prayed already. Brother Ram said you could talk too much, maybe sing too much, but you can never pray too much. So we'll pray and ask the Lord Jesus to meet this need this morning. Heavenly Father, What can we say but how much we love you? They call it Father's Day, but you're our Heavenly Father every day. Every day, Lord. A Father that has desired fellowship. Fellowship with the Father. And so, Lord, we're fellowshipping with you this morning. And our dear brother Raymond has a need. Need in his body, Lord, you could just, just flutter in that room. The dove could come down and you could dissolve all sickness. So he's asked for prayer. Indeed, we will join our hearts together is a great part of our church. So often look up to my right and I would see Brother Raymond and Sister Shirley. We love them dearly and we pray, God, that you will grant to them all that their heart is desiring this morning. All those now that have joined with us on the way of the hookup, whether it be Zoom, whether it be streaming, those in the fellowship room, Lord, balcony, the sanctuary. Oh, we're looking forward to that great day when we have this great reunion. 
pray that you'll bless each and every one. Let the word of God speak to our hearts. We've been enjoying the presence of God week after week, Lord. And we marvel at your presence. We marvel at your word. So we pray that the great Holy Spirit himself will come and make the word alive to each individual at whatever level they are in their experience with God. Raise us to another level, I pray. And may the glory of God be magnified in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, this morning, I want to rejoice in the resurrection. I want to rejoice in this rapture message that has come for our day. We're not a regular church and we're not a regular people. We are bride of Jesus Christ, the elected and chosen of God. And we don't, we don't need to be reminded of that. And yet we do need to be reminded of that. We've got one focus. We've got one desire. And that is an absolute change within the, in the body. And that is the word. And we believe the word of God. People have missed it throughout all the ages. Whenever God fulfills his word, it takes a divine one to come and show each one what God is doing for the day. And so we are asking the Lord Jesus to come and make the word of God uh, very real to each and every one of us. So if you wouldn't mind, I'd like you to turn please to Zechariah. Just to lay a little foundation here, Zechariah chapter 9. Zechariah chapter 9, Brother Bram uses this text. And what is the attraction on the mountain? God fulfilling his word, the prophecy becoming history. And we believe God's doing something amongst us. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Rejoice. Greatly, O daughters of Zion, shout, O daughters of Jerusalem, behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly, and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of an ass. I'd like you to turn now to Matthew chapter 21. That was a prophecy. That was a prophecy. That was laying in scripture. Now we're going to Matthew 21. We're going to see the fulfillment of this. The Bible says in Matthew 21 verse 4. All this was done that it might be fulfilled. Which was spoken by the prophet saying. Tell the daughters of Zion. Behold thy king cometh upon thee meek. And sitting upon an ass. A colt the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. And brought the ass and the colt. And put on them their clothes. And they set him thereon. And a very great multitude spread their garments. In the way others cut down branches from the trees. And strawed them in the way. And the multitude that went before. And that followed cried Hosanna. To the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna. In the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem. All the city was moved. Saying. Who is this? And the multitude said. This is Jesus. The prophet 
of Nazareth of Galilee. Let's pray one more time. Heavenly Father, we've read your word. And now would you come behind it? Would you open it to each and every one? Lord, unstop all ears, open all eyes, and may you be seen high and lifted up in Jesus' name. Amen. You may have your seats. Very interesting. I think this is a very interesting scripture myself. <laughs> so now we've had the prophecy. And everybody, and of course everybody here who would have lived at Jesus' time wouldn't have cried out, who is this? But you would have cried, the son of David. Right? Because you really have to identify who you are in the Bible. So they're crying out, Hosanna. To the son of David. Blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Imagine Gabe. Imagine. This is all happening. It's been prophecy. And they're saying. Who's this? There is a prophecy. Laying in the scripture. That there's going to be a people that overcome Laodicea. It's been prophesied. So now there has to be a fulfillment of that prophecy. And I surely don't want you to be sitting back and saying. Who is this? Who, what is this all about? Why do we come to Bible way? Or what, what is God doing in our, in our lives? It's God fulfilling His Word. Are you ready to go home? That's it. <laughs> no, it's not. We had a, a grad this week. We had a grad this week. And, um, I told Brother uh, Kim, I told him, I said, um, Brother Kim Dingwall, principal of the school, I said, it never ceases to amaze me of the graduation classes because each graduating class from last year and year before and year before, each one I said, how does it get better? How do they get better? How do they get better? <laughs> There's no way. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, hey, I know what the children are that are going in grade 11 last year going up to grade 12 and going, oh my goodness, because I was just at the grad before that. And I've been doing that every year for the last three or four years. Saying, But every year, the Holy Spirit has made that class their own unique trophies. God has made them tremendous graduating class. And I want to thank the teachers for all that they have put in through the year to see young men and young ladies that are actually young men and ladies. They're not, they don't look like something out of whatever you see every day of your life. These are unique young ladies, clean, pure, clean men, clean men that God has washed by the water of the word. And I'm proud of the, your graduate, the graduates both on the U.S. side and the Canadian side, extremely proud of what they have achieved. And I, I congratulated them for uh, graduating and achieving the easiest part of their lives. Because that's what it was. And that's why people don't want to leave school. Because once you leave school, you really have to live. But we, we see great potential within them. One thing about the different jobs, we have different Brothers that are here, Brother Caleb, he's an engineer. We have Sam, he is, has a power company. We have different ones. Joel, that is a, 
um, a supervisor for lead core and, and they build buildings and and so we are all different kinds of trades and men. We have Brother Anotoku, does in, he's in the phone tower uh, business and different things. Each one of them has to work and finally they see the end product. And a lot of times you see it a lot sooner because if you're in a trade or something like that, you see it, ha- you build it and you do it and maybe in three months or whatever, you say, ah, that's what I did. And we were talking about that last night with Brother Caleb. So then with a teacher... They start in my kindergarten and they wait to grade 12 to really see what they are. And to see the growth, to see the Christ, to see the word in them is a marvel. And to see the next class coming up is marvelous. And I'm just so thankful that we have a school that we can send our children. I don't have to worry about the perverts that are behind the different masks that people wear at their schools. We have Holy Ghost filled teachers. And we're thankful and give credit to them. I didn't mention Brother Phil Gertzen or Brother Tim, which of course you're going to miss Sister Ruth, different ones that have added so much to all of our lives and all of our children. Sister DeCurdia we did mention because she was a turned to be out to be a grandmother. So she had big changes in her life. But these were men, these are sisters, these are brothers in Christ that have developed, developed, character within the children that God has graced us with as we've dedicated most of them here at the platform and given them back to God and we see what God is doing in their lives we're very very thankful thankful to the parents amazing parents that have poured their lives cried a few tears had happy moments. You should be proud of what you've produced and what God has used you to produce. It was a grand, grad dinner. Not just a grad dinner. It was a grand, grand, grad dinner. It looked like a marriage supper. And it takes a lot of effort. And Rebecca and all the mothers, all those that worked, Sam, all that did and made it available. Sisters, mothers, in Christ that have made this special event come to completion. We can't thank you enough for what you've done for our children. The thing of it is, saints of God, when I see the ones come across, I think they're mine. I think they're mine. As I'm sure Brother Biscoll feels they're his. Because there are sons and daughters of the gospel. And God has produced them for the kingdom for such a time as this so we're extremely proud of them and god bless them as they now make the next step into the realities of life and everybody is so excited about that i can tell because i didn't get one amen but that's okay you find around special events and excitement In every event, I mean, I know, Oren, you're, you're getting more excited every day. <laughs> An atmosphere takes place. An event is taking place. And they broke off branches and they threw off clothes. Some, an event was happening. And in that happening, an excitement comes. And, and a thrill to see what God is about to do. 
And we see that in every area of our lives, whether we talked about graduation. We can say, oh my, the great, or what is it, the Stanley Cup. And everybody's all excited. I don't even know who's playing, so don't, don't think that I'm into this at all. But cities erupt and banners are waved and everybody, it's an event. They get excited and something's going to happen and hopefully it's our team. And if it's not their team, they're not so excited after a while. But we hear about this World Series. We'll hear about the Masters of Golf, the Stanley Cup, the Super Bowl. Doesn't matter what sport it is. Everybody, you know, who's won? Well, now the European Cup is going on. I was just wondering about all the brothers from overseas, whether or the brothers here that are from overseas are watching their favorite teams or countries. In weddings or engagements or in birth of a child, there's an excitement. There's just an excitement. There's an expectation that comes with the event. And I, and I was especially looking at the grads and they're, you know, the day before walking over or seeing that thing in the, in the gymnasium and everybody, everybody making preparation and how that they're looking forward to that great event to take place. Well, when it takes place and it's all over, it's almost a downer, <laughs> right? The event took place and it's a downer. I'm telling you, there is a rapture event that will never be a downer. There is never going to be a down moment when the change of the body takes place. And when this great event happens, there won't be a sad look on anybody's face. It'll be glory upon glory upon glory. We have been having some tremendous services. We've been having, we're going to have a baptism today. That's our sixth baptism baptism in the last few weeks. We've had victories and healings within the body. And I want to thank the brothers for their prayer meetings that they're having on Monday night. These are brothers that have basically secretly done it behind everybody because it's a burden to them. And God has been answering prayer. And I'm excited about that because I know when God does something, something good is about to happen. And I, and I was blessed to be able to be a partaker of their meeting on Wednesday night. The Bible says in Acts 7 and 17, when the time of the promise drew nigh. Uh, and there was, and now they were talking about the time that now Israel was promised after 400 years that there's going to be a deliverance. And so it wasn't maybe in the first 100 or 200 or 300 years as excited as they were in the 400 year. And when the time of the promise drew nigh, as God had sworn to Abraham, there was going to be a fulfillment of that prophecy. And I do not believe two million people who were enslaved and in bondage under Egypt were sad about their deliverance. I don't believe it for a moment. I believe that there was actually some excitement in this. And when the prophet showed up on the scene, saints of God, it was time to move. It's time to move. When a prophet showed up on the scene. We're under a prophecy. 
I'd like you to turn to, this is going to be a big turn, Isaiah chapter 53. Very familiar scripture for believers, Christians. Isaiah chapter 53. The Bible reads in verse 3. He is despised, he's rejected of men, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and he was esteemed not. Surely he hath borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet he did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. But... He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of his peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. And all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He fulfilled that part of scripture. Jesus Fulfilled his prophecy. I like you to see at verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. And when thou had made his soul an offering for sin. Now watch what now it changes very quickly. He shall see his seed. Right in the middle. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. We who are the seed gene elect of God. A promise is given that he shall see his seed. Should there be an expectation... I'm asking you a question. You don't need to answer. He's going to see his seed. And in that seed, there lays a quality or can we say an attribute of God. Where in it, we have this characteristic called hope. I want you to think about this now. The Bible says in Psalms 39 and 7. And now the Lord. What? Wait I for my hope is in thee. Psalm 62 and 5. My soul waiteth upon only upon God for my expectation is from him. That word expectation says my hope is from him. He is only He only is my rock and my salvation. He's my defense. I shall not be moved. I'd like you to turn to Psalms 22 and verse 9. As we lay this little foundation down. Psalms 22 and 9 says, But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou did make me Hope when I was upon my mother's breast. I want you to see and understand what the scripture is saying here. But thou art he 
that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breast. God knows his seed. God knows his seed. And the Son of Man went forth to sow. And the Bible says in in Matthew 13, and he sowed good seed. Good seed. Every seed shall bring forth of its kind. So God knows how to sow good seed. So now we'll take a look at Psalm. Don't turn now to Psalm 71 and 5. David goes on to say, Thou art my hope, O Lord. Thou art my trust from my youth. So from the womb to the breast to the youth to now, God is our hope. Let me just dig down a little more. Hope. Thou art my hope. My hope is in thee. That hope in the Hebrew means you're my hope sure. You're my hope sure. It's not a hope so. It's a hope sure. You are my hope. You're my hope. Sure. It speaks of an absolute assurance. He's my hope since my mother's womb, since my mother's breath, since I was a young boy, since I am now an old man. He will always and is always my hope. Sure. It literally means he is my true and pure expectation for all expectation comes from him that something is going to take place and in that something of that seed there's an anticipation there's an eagerness and there's an excitement thus comes the word expectancy you're expecting How many of us daddies were so happy then when we got our first child? Huh? What an expectancy. We didn't even know what to expect. In my dark ages, we didn't know whether it would be male, female. We didn't know what it was. But we knew we were going to have a baby. And I was excited. I have to admit, I've been excited for each one of my three children. And there was an expectation that came. There was an anticipation that was a part of my life. There was an eagerness to see it fulfilled. There was an excitement for it to happen. And thus we can say, he's my hope sure. He's my expectation. That hope written in the Hebrew is a hope that stabilizes and motivates A walk of holiness and steadfastness. Is everybody alive here this morning? My sure hope is an anticipation and stabilizes and motivates us into a holiness with God and a steadfastness that cannot be moved. What an atmosphere we should be creating. What an anticipation. We should be exuding. To see that God in his creation has watched over his seed 
that has been a gene of God before the foundations of the world and before the ages. What an expectation that comes. What a stableness that comes to a believer that is hope sure. (laughs) And that's what you're not seeing today. You're actually seeing the difference between people that have this steadfastness and assurance and hope in Christ. That there is no stabilization. They're wondering what's happening to this world. They wonder whether it's going to last any longer. They're running out of water. They're running out of oil. They're running out of all the elements that are needed in life. Because they base their existence on this terra firma. And it shakes them. It destabilizes them. The economy becomes destabilized. But the economy of God is never destabilized. It's steadfast. It's sure. And he's my hope. And he's my hope sure. He motivates us in holiness. He motivates us in steadfastness. God is fulfilling his word. These are attributes of a seed that God has given us. Now we say, okay, it's one thing to say, I'm a seed of God. Everybody can make a lot of statements. As Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. That was a humongous statement. That was huge. If Jesus, you would have been here. If you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. He's been in the grave four days and he, and he stinks. But they had a hope in God. Even now, whatever you say, it will happen. Hello? Come on, people. Whatever he says, it's going to happen. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Believest thou this? And they said, Amen. So he said, where did you lay him? Whoa, okay. He's now said it. But now there has to be action to what he said. He was the woman's seed that was manifested. He is going to bruise the serpent's head. He's going to crush the enemy. He's going to show forth the resurrection. He was stable in what he believed he was. Nothing moved him. Where'd you lay him? But Lord, he's been dead four days. He stinks. Roll the stone away. Now he said it. Now let's see him do it. So now he stands before the tomb of Lazarus. And he cried with a loud voice. And that loud voice said, Lazarus, come on, come forth. Everybody was there. The Pharisees were there. The Sadducees were there. People were there. Who is this? (laughs) And all of a sudden, here comes Lazarus walking out of the tomb. And he says, loose them. Loose him. And they loosed him. And Lazarus came forth. And instead of Israel rejoicing, now don't get to this place. Instead of Israel rejoicing, the Bible says they conjured up or they came together to see if they could destroy him. Think about it. The very fulfillment of scripture. They want to kill. 
Don't you see the same thing today? The spirit of this age is out to destroy God's people. But we're stable. We're unmovable. We're hope sure. And nothing can move us. Because we know, Gabe, we know who we are. When that seed is quickened and that seed is awakening, nothing, nothing, Paul's going to move us. Hallelujah. Why? Because as he was under prophecy, Messiah is to come. And all the prophets prophesied. And he was the fulfillment of it. And instead of them holding Messiah up, what did they want to do? Kill him. And what did they do? Kill him. Well, not too much different today. Not too much different today. God said in this last age, quickly, even thus shall it be when the Son of Man is to be revealed. So there's a prophecy that Jesus laid in St. Luke. But in Matthew 12 and 40 and 41, he gives us an understanding of what has going to be the sign of this coming of the Son of Man. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And behold, a greater than Jonah is here. Brother Bram said in the message voice of the sign. Remember the sign. Even this last to this day. Jesus referred as the prophet Jonah. Was in the belly of the whale for three days and nights. So must the son of man be. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. Now can you imagine people all heralding the believe the sign. Let's believe the sign. Hmm. He says, they get it? The sign. But the sign is not our destination. I want you to get this very good this morning. The sign of the prophet is not our destination because the sign has to have the voice. And the voice of the sign is the resurrection. So they come so far. But they can't go all the way. Because they're not revelated. They don't have that hope sure. They're not steadfast. Oh my goodness. To every sign. Moses was a sign. But he, there was a voice to the sign. Jonah was the sign. He comes out of a whale's belly or a great fish's belly or whatever. Jonah says a great fish. Jesus says a whale. Let's just put it together. It was great. Okay? <laughs> Had to be great. Did you? I, I, I got a little news feed the other day. Man swallowed by a whale. I thought, yes, I'm right on track. <laughs> he, was a, he was a scuba diver. And this humpback whale came and just... He had an air tank. God didn't need air tanks. 
he had an air tank and he's, he's sucking wind. He thought, I'm going to die. But you know what happens when you have a bad thing in your mouth? You get spit out. Well, he got spit out. But here's Jonah had a destination. He had to go to Nineveh. He was the sign. But if it was just uh, Jonah getting out of the belly of the, the great fish, what good would that would have been? But in that sign was a voice. And in that voice was repent or perish. Repent or perish. And it was the greatest city. There was a, it was the greatest um, economic city at that time as Nineveh. 60 miles circumference. It took three days to walk it. And here comes Jonah. Man, any time. Hey, if I got spit out of a whale, I've had some pretty good assurance, Brother Tim. I said, if God has me to do something, and he kept me there, and I never got digested by his juices. Huh? I would say, hey, I got a mission to complete. And when he came out, Brother Bram said, their God, their fish God, spitted out a prophet. That gave him a vindication. But the sign of the healing or the deliverance wasn't the voice. The voice was what he was saying. And what he said caused the whole city to repent. Isn't that incredible? And even the king. Now listen, he was a, this was a big thing. This was a king that said, well, who knows? Maybe the Lord will save us. And they put sackcloth and ashes upon everyone, upon their cattle, upon all things. Why? There was a spirit of repentance. I would say that Jonah, hope was steadfast. His hope was a walk of holiness and he was stabilized in his faith and nothing moved him. Now listen to what Brother Bram says in another quote. Jesus refers to Jonah in the belly of the whale. So must the Son of Man be. A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after the sign. They'll get it. They'll get it. The sign of the resurrection. If we ever was in a wicked and adulterous generation, it's now. Jesus said it would be. As it was in the days of Sodom, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Then we're in a wicked and adulterous generation, and they are going to get their sign of the resurrected Christ. Who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. They're going to get their sign. But it can't stop at William Branham. you got to hear the word of God. People always say, oh, I'll come to church and the preacher's going to preach about Brother Branham. And a prophet came, Malachi 4. Brother Branham said, Luke 17.30 was the sign. Malachi 4 was the voice of the sign. And we must hear the voice of the sign. For to me and to you, it's the voice of the resurrection. And Lord willing, I'll get into that. If you can see by the scriptures, he said Luke 17.30 is the sign. Malachi 4 is the voice. And the sign was like God manifested in flesh, knowing the secrets of the heart. The voice of Malachi 4, as Brother Murphy preached on, was the turning of the people away from their creeds and back to the faith of the fathers. Back to the word of God. 
And now, just to talk about her now, for just a minute. Now, Brother Bram is in a discernment now. He says, and he's telling her about her need and her thing. He says, that's not me. That's not me. That's Messiah. But Messiah is talking through me. Messiah is talking through me. That is because I don't know her. I've never seen her. So the voice, the sign, Luke 17:30, son of man sign, but now the voice was going to speak. It was not the voice of a man. It was the voice of the Messiah. I know that sounds a little bit heavy and strong for some, but stay with me. Not me, Messiah. Messiah is talking through me, see? That's because I don't know her. I've never seen her. I don't know as what he will do. He might not even do it. Yes, lady. Got to have help right now. She's going to die. She's got cancer. That was not the sign. That was now the voice. And the people can't see the difference between the sign and the voice. And the voice was saying, you have cancer. Who could do that but God himself? Did it ever fail? I want to ask you a question. Have you ever seen it fail after 30 some odd years? Around the world, it never has failed. He said, you got cancer. That's right. So the people will know, raise up your hand like that. You want me to tell you where it's at? It's in your throat. Is that correct? Believe with all your heart. Go accept it. You're on your way. Heal. What's God doing? He's trying to raise the anticipation, the expectation. This is a quote I've used, and I love it, sort of looking to the unseen. And Brother Branham preaches it a number of times. And in 1959, finally, he says, God, he says, now, don't you feel that pulsation? Just that little pulsation. Just come on down. Come on down. And all of a sudden, the voice takes over. I am the Lord that raised up Jesus Christ from the grave. I'm the one that sent the Holy Ghost. I'm the one that give the promise. Brother Branham has nothing to do with this. He surrenders his life. I'm using his spirit. I'm talking through his lips. That's me. I am the Lord. I remember the first time I I read that, I jumped out of my seat. I started to praise God. I started to realize it was not William Branham that people get so choked up about and wonder all about it. But it was now God using his vocal cords, using his lips, trying to raise a people's expectation because there is a resurrection. There is a resurrection. Here's Joan in your trouble. Maybe you're in your little troubles today. But remember... When Jonah was in his trouble, he was down in the depths. He said, I will look again to your holy temple. And when he looked to God's holy temple, he was delivered out of the belly of the whale. Where Jonah went, God was in the boat. Where Jonah went in the storm, God was in the boat. People say, well, Jonah was out of the will of God. Brother Bram says, I'd like to take issue on that right away. He said, I'm going to stand up for Jonah. You can just watch it and watch it. You can go do your own study on it time after time. He said, the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. It was a sign of the resurrection. And it was not just a fluke. It was ordained of God. God delivered his prophet with a message. 
They'd seen the sign. They believed the sign. And the message was repent. That is the voice of the sign. And the voice of the sign was repent for within 40 days you will be consumed. My, what a message. And as Jonah, sign of his coming, as Jonah was in the belly of the whale three days, the Son of Man shall be in the heart of the earth. Is that right? What kind of sign would they receive? Brother Branson, what kind of a sign is that? What kind of a sign did they receive? He said, that's the resurrection sign that Jesus is not dead. He is alive. If he is alive, then what is he saying? If Jesus is alive, what is he saying? Fear not. I have gone to prepare a place for you. If it was not so, I would have told you. Jesus has a voice. It's a resurrection sign. Jesus is not dead. He's alive. He's the same yesterday, today, forever. Jonah was a sign. Absolutely. But behind every sign, there is a voice. Behind every sign, there is a voice. See, Moses was a sign. Elijah was a sign. Elisha was a sign. Every time God sent a prophet, he sent a sign. And the prophets were their sign. But with that sign was a voice. It was not an interpretation of the voice. It wasn't you saying, well, I think Brother Branham said that. No, it's what he was saying because it was not Brother Branham's voice. I hope that's becoming clear. A wicked age, a wicked city. Wicked. Brutal, historians say. They were a brutal people. That ever lived on the earth. So he said, well, I just know about Nineveh. Well, let me just give you a little story about Nineveh. He said they were a wicked people. They were a brutal people who had ever lived on the earth. They were Assyrians. Secular history will say about them. Yet God, rich in mercy, saved them. So if he could save Nineveh, surely he can save our children, our wives, our husbands. God can do anything. Amen. There they were. He said they're wicked. Brutal. They were the granary of the kingdoms of the earth. They had the rich land of hunting grounds. They were above all the peoples. Their prosperity increased. They were the greatest nation that was ever on the earth and locked down into one of the most abominable sins of idol worship and walls that you could run chariots around. It took a simple man. It took a simple man to turn a city Upside down. With one message. Repent or perish. Joe, how many times would you like to hear that? All day. All day. Say, Brother Tom, don't you have anything else to preach? That was God's message. Repent, perish. So every day he walked, and it took him three days to walk. And he kept on preaching. 
for however long it took in that day. Repent or perish. Don't you have another message? Repent or perish. But God was behind his message. And they repented, Jonah. They repent. Can you imagine? (laughs) We're talking kings, counselors. We're talking rich man, poor man, traitors. And all it came down to was one simple message. Repent and turn away God's fierce anger. And according to the word of God, the city of Nineveh repented. Can you imagine how they had to have been in the thought of God even in their perversion? I want you to think of your own lives. To think that where you were and where you are, God sent a message to deliver you and set you free. And maybe the Lord will even save somebody this morning. And what simple message have you got this morning, Jonah? I got a simple message. Repent or perish. Repent or perish. Because there is now an anointing on a people to leave. Here we go again. Let's take it off. We'll have them here again. Repent or perish. It was according to the word of God. And if you want to go throughout your own study, just study out according to the word of God. According to the word of God. Elijah, according to the word of God. Moses, according to the word of God. Elijah, according to the word of God. Mary, according to the word of God. They did everything according to the word of God. And we're doing everything we're going to do in this generation according to the word of God. Hallelujah, Brother Bram says. Hallelujah. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. There's a wave over the people. And for the first time, there will come forth a bright age, a resurrection out of dark denominationalism. It will be a message full of maturity of the word, turning back again in its full power, waved over the people with the same signs and wonders that he did. Because I live, speaking to his bride, because I live, you shall live also. What a resurrection that was. But then he turns around and we've preached it over the years. But what a resurrection this is. What a resurrection this is. To be quickened from the dead. Made alive in Christ Jesus. By the quickening power of God. So now we start to see we're not living now in days gone by or years gone by. We're living in an age now where it should be the focal point of our homes, our children, our husbands, our wives. We should be speaking about it. We should be living in it. We're going into rapture. We're leaving this world. There's a tribulation coming. There's a people that are going to be changed. We live here because we have to live here. But we're not in the world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. We work because we have to work. We have to supply for our families. But this is not our goal. Our goal is rapture. That is my hope. And I'm steadfast, unmovable. And it's a hope sure that this is going to take place. It's according to the word of God. Because I live, you live also. What a resurrection that was. What a resurrection this is. To be quickened from the dead. To be made alive in Christ Jesus. By the quickening power 
of God. So now here was Jesus prophesied in Zechariah 9. And now it was being fulfilled in Matthew 21. So we see prophecy fulfillment. Prophecy fulfillment. A woman's seed and Jesus was fulfillment of that woman's seed. Conquering the head of the serpent. So we have many prophecies and we have them fulfilled. Brother Bram says about that regarding what is the attraction on the mountain. He takes the same type of scriptures. But now we see for ourselves, there's a prophecy laying in 1 Thessalonians. Let's turn to it. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13. First Thessalonians 4, 13. But I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them that are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others have no what? No hope. We covered hope. My hope is in thee. Before I was in my mother's womb, before I laid on her breast, before I was a youth, God saw my hope. They have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain, Unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them that are asleep. For the Lord himself. Are you ready now? You know the scripture. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a, what is it? A what? A shout. What kind of a shout? That's what, we'll get into it. With a shout. And with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So, Brother Ernie, we get to see before we get a change. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. We are not looking for the Lord to come to this earth. We meet Him in the air. God has been appearing, Brother Bram said, now He's appearing to us, and in that appearing is that He's manifesting Himself. God is moving from dimensional, and He's coming into this dimension, and He's showing Himself. That is not his coming. His come when he comes, when he comes, we'll be caught up together with them in the air. So now he says he'll does all three, Brother Branham said, as he's descending. So now Brother Branham is now he's been the sign. But what is the voice saying? The voice is saying, man, he does all three as he's descending. So people say, oh, well, I'm waiting for a rapture. No, as you've been told for over the years, you're in the rapture. Because then the voice is already spoken. We are waiting for the full fulfillment of it. Jesus was here on earth for three years. He was prophesied to come. But then there came a time when he was to come right on the fall of an ass. There was a time for him to fulfill that specific scripture. So we find out then the shout. What is the shout, Brother Tom? The shout is the message going forth, the living bread of life. So you say, well, I, I, you know, I know Brother Branham. Yeah, but have you been feeding on the voice of the sign? That's the bread. 
The sign, when's the last time you said Vancouver's 45 miles? Caleb, if I see you start gnawing on that metal sign, I know there's something mentally wrong with you. You can't cabbage down on the sign. You got to go to where he's directing. You got to go how many kilometers to get there. It's in this direction. Don't go the other way. Don't eat the sign. Eat the word of the sign. So he says, what is the shout? The shout is the message going forth. It's the living bread of life bringing forth the bride. What a shout, Dan. What a shout. What a hope. What an expectation that's happening. The shout is the living bread of life bringing forth the bride. These three things happen A shout, a voice, a trump has to happen before Jesus appears. The shout. Second is the voice. Brother Bram said the voice of the resurrection is the same voice that spoke to John in 1134 saying to Lazarus, come forth. It's the same voice. And the third is the trumpet and the trumpet always is feast of the trumpets calling the people to a feast. That will be the bride supper. My, my, my. Look where we're at. Look where you need to start feeding your children. Watch the shout and the voice. Watch for it. Eat it. It's become life to us. For the Lord himself shall descend with a shout and the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. He does all three as he descends. Then we find in Revelation 10, 1, and I saw another angel come down from heaven. Who is that angel? Who is that one that came down? Who is that one that had the open book? Who is that one that was clothed with the cloud? Who was that one that came and gave the open book to Revelation 10, 7? Who was that one? And had in his little hand a, little, a book open and put right, a right foot on the sea and the left foot on the earth. Who was that on Sunset Mountain? Who was that at evening time? What we're trying to do is give you a timeline where we're at. Everybody was looking forward to your graduation. Everybody was looking forward to your marriage. Everybody was looking forward to the baby. Everybody's looking forward. And there's an anticipation and there's an expectation God help us. Let's have an expectation. Let's have an expectation, anticipation for the coming that we're in right now. Let's not cabbage down on living life. Living life. There's more to life than what we're doing. We have a life to live in Christ Jesus. Look at what happened on Sunset Mountain with the sunset message. It was a prophecy being fulfilled. It was God himself. History was being made. What time is it, sir? What time? What is the attraction? God fulfilling his word. My, what a time we are living in. Are we then thus prisoners, as the scripture says, of hope? Are we prisoners of it? Are we captivated by it? If you're a prisoner of it, You can't move right because you're there. (laughs) Can't go forward. I'm a prisoner to this resurrection. 
I'm a prisoner to the change in the body. I'm a prisoner to it. I'm a prisoner to hope. The Bible says, turn you to the stronghold, you prisoners of hope. I'm a prisoner of it. Paul said, I'm a prisoner of Christ. I want to tell you I'm a prisoner of hope, Ben. I'm a prisoner to this. I'm steadfast in it. I'm unmovable in it. I'm unshakable. I'm hope sure of it. And this is what I'm living for. Turn ye strongholds, you prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare. So God is declaring to us that our prisoners of hope to come to a perfect freedom. What a paradox. <laughs> instead, Brother Bram said, instead of I'm chained as a prisoner to Rome, my chains have been changed to chains of love to Christ. He just changed who's directing him. It was not Moses that delivered Israel out of bondage. It was the Lord that looseth the prisoner. God used Moses. It wasn't Ezra or Nehemiah that brought Israel out of Babylon. It was the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. It was not William Branham that loosed you. But it was the word Jesus Christ that used William Branham to loose us. And I know that can choke a lot of people. But you know the hypocrisy of everybody. They say you're following a man. Well, as it's often been said, they're following somebody. And it's not Joel Olstein for me. Or any other popular preacher that they want to quote. Or what book they have read. I will take a messenger who was assigned to this generation. That was anointed of God. That had an angel of the Lord stand by him. And saying, this is not William Branham. I'm just using his lips. How much importance do we put on reading the Bible? Listening to tapes. Hearing the word of God. To our children, how much importance? We should put every bit of importance on it. You're going to be bound and be imprisoned by something. Some people are bound and imprisoned by fashion. Some people are bound and imprisoned by just the simple thing of sports. Many are bound by success and perversion. But my Bible said, Whom hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son and whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. One of my favorite scripture. And I think I said it a couple weeks ago. In whom we have redemption, which is a present tense verb. I mean, it means that we've got it, we have it, and we always will. I have is a present tense. I possess forgiveness. I possess redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. I possess the forgiveness of sin. And it has given me liberty. And it has set me free. And it has pardoned me. Amen.
And God has given us a total deliverance from the bondage of sin that held us and now become prisoners of hope. Jesus' works are always complete. Total deliverance. He totally delivered the leopard. He totally delivered the woman of a blood issue. He totally delivered the world from sin. He died that day. He was our atonement. He delivered every sin. He delivered the church so there's no need for us to live under privilege. It's because we've accepted the pardon. And if you've accepted the forgiveness, it now is applied to you. There's no need for us, he said, to live in a defeated state. You have the legal right to rule over Satan. We are Christians by the word of God. This is not a debate. This age of debate just drives me crazy. You little children, you just ask them to do something. And I, I have to go to a debate class to win a debate. To a six-year-old. Can we negotiate on this? There's no negotiation. There is no debate. This is what the word says. Do it. Many people have different prisons. I just happen to be a prisoner of hope. What's your prison? <laughs> What's your prison? I can look tonight. Brother Bram said and see a bunch of people here. Who are imprisoned by cancer. Imprisoned by heart trouble. Disease. And they're going to be killed right away. They can't live. Lest Lord you help them. Doctors do their best. But it'll take God to heal them. They are crippled sitting here. They are bound and prisoners to their disease. Then a prophet comes who is the sign. And the voice of the sign says to the person, cancer has left you my brother. What did that do? That gave them an excitement. That gave them an anticipation. That thing that was trying to kill him won't kill him no more. Why? It was not the sign. It was the voice of the sign. It was God speaking. Prisoners. Various prisons. Brother Bram comes down and says, That the Spirit of the Lord is in this building to sit at liberty and to conquer. Because he's paid the price to heal those that will accept his word. The devil's conquered. Sickness is conquered. Amen. Amen. Are you hope sure? Are you hope sure? Are you a prisoner of that hope? Prisoner. People are prison to their own theology. That's scary. It's what I think. Whoa, 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 whoa. I think what? Your thought is only an accumulation of stuff that has influenced you on the exterior. That's where your thinking thought pattern came from. And some teachers, not our teachers, plug your ears, Ruth, but some teachers that I know, because we have young men that are sitting in here, have tried to influence them to their thinking. And get them to think away from the things of God. 
And I think, my sense, really? My sense? I hate that. My sense. I thought we were past senses. Feeling. Huh? Hearing, seeing, the idea. My sense is this is the way it should be. It's really crazy stuff. But they're prisoners to it. It's crazy. Like, I want to listen to your sense? It's nonsense. Maybe I should have titled that subject this morning. Your sense is nonsense. There is no thought outside the thought of God. Did everybody hear that? There is no thought outside the thought of God. A thought of God came in this generation. A sign was vindicated. And in that vindication was a voice. He told girls, stay away from boys. Boys, stay away from girls. Women, don't wear your makeup. Don't cut your hair. And we say, well, that's so simple. Well, then do it. Wash your face. You see it creep in, creep in, creep in. Where's the man of this age? Where's the hope sure man? The steadfast man? Oh. Boy, should I get off that subject? Because I could go on that one a long time. But we're far past the ABCs. And yet, like one brother said, Brother Tom, we don't hear any of the ABCs. You're, you're going way into rapture stuff. I said, well, isn't that where we're at? He says, well, don't leave our little ones behind. Okay, so we'll venture down and reach up and bring them. My expectation, my hope, we sing, is in the Lord. My hope, it's a hope sure. The Spirit of God conquers all sickness. It liberates you and conquers all devils. He said the same one that walked on the waters of Galilee can walk right out into this audience tonight. I love how David said, my hope is in thee. My hope, my hope, sure. My absolute assurance, my future, my certainty is in God himself. What does that do? It stabilizes you. It stabilizes a people when you know that you're not looking at just the sign. You're hearing the voice of the sign. The voice of the resurrection. It gives us such expectation that before, Shauna, you get into the car or get halfway to mission, we got it, we could be gone. But Abraham often said before this service is over, he lived in that anticipation and that expectation because God was his hope sure. David says, You're my hope, Lord. Nothing will move me. Nothing shall shake me. But the Brahmin said the Holy Spirit's here on earth looking out for those individuals that are ordained to this age. It's not for everybody, but it's only for those that have had the seed. For he's looking to see his seed. And in that seed, they have that hope. They are ordained to life. They are quickened 
by the power of his resurrection. So does the Holy Spirit come upon us in this day. The Holy Spirit coming down to quicken and make alive those people that are foreordained to it. Foreordained. He's alive today. He's in his church showing the signs of his coming. Are you ready for this? He's alive today. He's here in his church. He's showing his coming is drawing nigh. The world is to be burned like it was in Sodom. The atoms have already been gathered. Oh my goodness. When have we talked around the table of bond? Not one. He says, now here's a prophet reaching into that unseen realm. And he's seeing Adams being gathered together to set her on fire. But before that happens, <laughs> the promised son will arrive in the person of Jesus Christ to take his church home. That's my expectation. <laughs> That's my anticipation, Jonah. We don't want to go through a tribulation. We want to go in a rapture. Right, David? Nice to see you up in there. It's not used to you being in the balcony. He's gathered the atoms to set her on fire. The same one that said, hold back the four winds. And the first world war stopped at November the 11th, the 11th month, 11th day, 11th minute. Because there's going to be 11th hour workers. So God's in control of everything. He's gathering the atoms to set her afire. But before that happens, the promised son arrives in the person of Jesus Christ to take his church. Do you believe that? I'm telling you in the name of the Lord Jesus, the gospel is true. This is the last days. We're living in the shadows of his coming. Whatever you do, press into the kingdom of God. And I'm so thrilled, Gabe, that God can get a hold of somebody that can hear the voice, look past the veil of flesh, and say, that's God speaking to me. That's the Holy Spirit dealing with my heart. It's one thing to say that you've got the power. It's another thing to say, I have the power in the name of Jesus. And yet we know it's not by power, not by might, it's by the Spirit of the Lord. So then the Spirit of the Lord is what quickens that seed, and that seed is a seed of hope. And it's a hope, sure, that comes with anticipation and expectation for the prophecy to be fulfilled for your day. We are not pleasure seekers. We are God seekers. The power that will raise us up is right in us right now. My, 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 my. The power that is in us right now is going to lift us. It's not just power. People say, I just have power to have the spoken word. I want power to be changed. 
I want power to be changed. God can take care of any situation. I think I said it before when I was just a, a young deacon at the log church. Just, I think, just a young guy, 25 years old or something. And this fellow comes to the church and he's foaming at the mouth and he's coming running at me. And I'm standing outside and I'm just going like this. And he's coming right down, right down the path, the cement pathway to the main doors. I says, where do you think you're going? He says, I'm going in there. And he's just foaming all over the place. I go, no, 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 no. I said, not until you're delivered. He goes, I'm going to tear you apart. I go, you are? I go, never. And I didn't even know how it works, right? Whatsoever you bind on earth should be bound in heaven. I mean, there's, there's power in a, in a, in a pride. And yet, this was my first experience of a fellow that really wanted to tear me apart. And I said, I bind you, Satan. And I, and he turned around and he ran out and went the other way. I said, hey, Tim, it works. It works when you need it. It's not us going around just explaining. Brother Ram said he doesn't just do this as a, an exercise. He does it when he needs to do it. So the very power that is in us right now, right now, saints of God, will take us into the resurrection. I trust and pray that there's an expectation, Hannah, like you had for your marriage day, will be your expectation for the rapture change. But so much is geared and designed in Laodicea to tear at that. You can go anywhere, anytime, any place you want. You can charge up anything you want. You can get credit for anything you want. There's nothing that comes by sweat and hard hard work. It just comes with a debt. And Satan uses this by the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. He uses it. And it gets people enamored because they're reaching for something that will never give them happiness. I'm sorry to tell you that, but I'm happy to tell you that. There's nothing in this world that's going to give you... Ask Bill Gates, one of the richest men in the world, how he's feeling today about a wife that wants a divorce. And everybody lifted up Bill Gates as some sort of wonder boy. And he's living unclean. There's only one place a believer needs to run into. And that's Jesus Christ. And that's the only happiness you're ever going to find. Because you can have nothing and be the happiest person on the face of the earth. That's why I loved when I walked into Caleb and Hannah's little home with nothing in it. And I go... Reminds me of me. I think Joanne and I had a table. We had a white table, that maple table for our kitchen. And there they didn't have a table yet. But they hadn't moved in yet either. But you can be happy without anything. Because when you have him, you've got everything. 
And that's the lie that Satan tries to tell you that the world will give you happiness, but it'll only give you grief and heartache, pain and hurt. Let your expectation not be for things of the earth, but let it be the things of God. Let the word that has come, the voice of God, awaken the seed of God because his desire is to see his seed. So if we've got an anticipation, surely God's got an anticipation. It's got to work both ways. Surely it wasn't just me that loves Joanne. Joanne loves me. It works both ways. Where are we at? We have a baptism. To think now. I want you to think. Just close as I'm getting ready to close. Musicians get ready to come. I didn't say come. I said get ready to come. (laughs) Just think now for a moment I'm not getting you caught up into some enthusiasm here. I'm going to get you caught up. I want to get you caught up now into the word right now himself. I want you to now listen. This is the voice of God, not the voice of a man. It's not me. It's Messiah. Messiah is talking through me. What an hour that should cause a people to put on the change because the power of God is in you. Musicians, please come. Prophecy must be fulfilled. Prophecy will be fulfilled. And the prophecy of you and I to put on the change. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead... How say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is in vain and our faith is also in vain. If in this life only we have hope, different hope. If in this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most Miserable. Same chapter. Verse 51. Behold. I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. But we shall all be changed. In a moment in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trump. For the trumpet of God shall sound. And the dead in Christ shall raise incorruptible and we shall be changed for this corruption must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality so when this corruptible shall put on incorruption this mortal shall put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that it's written death is swallowed up in victory oh death where is your sting oh grave Where is your victory? So now what is history saying to us as we close? 
What's history saying to us? What's time saying to us? We could take many examples and I skipped through many. Many missed the fulfillment of the prophecy. But only the seed of God catch the revelation of the word of God for their hour. They are sowed with a desire of that hope sure in Christ. And Brother Branham said then, if history had been made, and prophecy then must be fulfilled. And this scripture and this day is going to be a people that will fulfill it. How are you going to do it? By looking at the sign or listening to the voice? Because the sign has a voice. And that voice is the voice of one that's feeding a bride by the shout. A voice that is raising us in the resurrection. And a trump that puts us at the wedding supper of the Lamb. May God bless you. And may you have a seed in you that's hope sure. That's unshakable. Immovable. A hope sure holiness that walks with God and knows God. Don't be a one that comes to Jesus at the end and say, are you the expected one? Are you the one that was told to talk? Well, Jesus just said, well, tell John. Tell John the blind see, the lame walk, the dead are raised. Don't look and miss what's going on. When you see baptism, 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 baptism. You see a Gabe rededicate his life to Christ. Jewel Ann giving her heart back to the Lord. Don't miss what God's doing. Don't miss that men of God behind are praying for God to move within this church. It's happening. Don't miss it. It's being fulfilled. Who is this? What's happening here? It's God fulfilling his word. Bow your heads, please, with me. Brother Matthew, get ready. Heavenly Father, I just pray through this little broken up message that God, that there would be an anticipation and an expectation and a hope sure that rings true within the heart of every seed gene of the living God. There's much that can be spoken and there's much that could be preached. But you knew it would be here this morning in the sound of the voice of a man that stands here. May it not be the voice of a man, but may it be the voice of God. Lord, we don't want our own thinking. We want the thought of God. And before a word can be spoken, it has to first be a thought. And Lord, you've given us the thought of God in this generation. A prophet that has spoken, thus saith the Lord. A prophet, Lord, that is getting a people ready for a rapture change. As we read this morning, it wasn't even Brother Branham's vocal cord or lips. It was you, Lord. You were using them. And so I pray, Lord, that something will spark within the heart of your children that causes them to move forward in the promise of God. As you fulfilled the word, may this bride fulfill her portion in the word. Bless your people now. 
In Jesus' name I pray for your glory and your glory alone. Amen. Amen. On the wings of a snow white dove as we get ready for baptism. Nathaniel, God bless you. On the wings of a snow white dove God sends his pure sweet love a sign from above on the wings of a dove on the wings of a snow white dove
at the cross where I first saw the light E flat at the cross at the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart Right, Brother Raymond, Sister Zoe. This is the prayers of the parents, prayers of the grandparents, prayers of the people. Marvelous thing is, here's a young man that God dealt with, and nobody hardly knew until he spoke to dad or spoke to mom. And he spoke specifically how God dealt with you. When did he deal with you? Do you remember? What service? Walking in the measure of Christ. It's wonderful that people can remember, actually. I can hardly remember one title from the next and hear God speaks. But it's something that's eternal, Nathaniel. Something that is special and something that's individual. You know, when the children of Israel crossed over the River Jordan, they were commanded, each tribe was commanded to take a stone. And when they were commanded to take a stone, they were to make a memorial and that memorial was to stand on dry ground. And that was for children to say, what meaneth these stones? What meaneth these? What, 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 what does mom and dad really mean? They're lively stones, the Bible calls them. Grandma, they're lively stone. And that has to be a personal revelation of God lifting you out of Jordan's chilly waters. You've passed from death into life. You've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And that's a wonderful, wonderful event. And I'm thrilled with that. And it's you coming and saying, now I need to be baptized. It's not mommy and daddy saying, you need to be baptized. And you spoke to your parents. You've spoken to me. And you've wanted now God to come and fill you and use you. Change your nature. Come and take and use you for the kingdom. Not many young men come to your prayer meetings 
on a Monday night. But God bless you for your faithfulness with Dad. And may he continue to bless you and use you, Nathaniel. Okay, let's pray and bow our heads. Heavenly Father stands a young man here, Brother Nathaniel, Brother Raymond, Sister Zoe, being witness of Grandma, is taking witness, Lord, of a great event. Lord, there can be an anticipation even to see what you will use him for in the future. Pray, Father, that the dove of God, that the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ himself will come and tabernacle himself within this vessel. And may you use Nathaniel, Lord. May we see God in flesh. May we see and witness that the living Jesus Christ is living through this young man. I pray that you will use him, guide him, and keep him in the perfect will of Almighty God. Not your permissive will, Lord, but in your perfect will. Lead him, great shepherd, as we commit him to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Nathaniel, by your confession that Jesus Christ is your personal Savior, I baptize you in true Christian baptism in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Stand together. So I'll stand. And, can we sing that song? I'm living on the mountain underneath the cloudless sky. I'm drinking from the fountain that never. Do you know that song, Brother Ben? All right. Amen. Are you living on the mountain this morning? God is doing wonderful things. It just puts us, lifts us above the earthly plane. We may not be living on the mountain naturally, but we're moving up higher and higher spiritually. Amen. Are you rejoicing this morning? Amen. We're, we're a quiet congregation this morning. I think Brother Tom felt it. I felt it. Are we, are we together this morning? Amen. We're living for the Lord Jesus Christ. We're living on the mountain. Let's sing this together before we go. I'm living on the mountain underneath the cloudless sky. That song we sang earlier, I'm a child of the King. Uh, His royal blood now flows through my veins. Really was on Brother Biscoe's heart this morning. And, you know, we're so glad that we're a child of the King. But especially that He revealed to us that we're a child of the King. Amen. It doesn't do any good to be a child of the King until God comes and tells you, personally and individually, you're my child. Amen, Brother Gabe. 
you're my child. The devil will try and send you this direction. The world will try and send you another direction. But when God comes by your way and says, you're my child, that means the world. Amen. Then our hope is changed. Amen. Our expectation is in him alone, as we heard this morning. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. taught us to pray our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name and even as we heard this morning thy kingdom come thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven lord that we could be a child of almighty god the creator of the heavens and earth the author of eternal life the giver of every good gift the one who makes all things right the one who breaks every chain the one who gives all revelation the one who opens understanding the one who said if you'll repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost the recipe O Lord is not changed Lord, eternal life has not changed. It's the same as since it's ever been, oh God. But Lord, that another son of God could come to the recognition of his place in Jesus Christ. Receive baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. True Christian baptism. And come to his place in you, Lord. We rejoice. We rejoice for him. We rejoice for his family. We rejoice for the kingdom of God. As even the scripture says, the angels in heaven rejoice when one son of God comes into his position, O Lord. We give you all the glory and we give you all the honor. 
Lord, we call this, as has already been said many times, we say this is Father's Day. Lord, the world is trying to change the definition of what a father is. But Lord, you are the true definition of fatherhood. And you have given us the example, Lord, that we could express by the, your grace and by the revelation of your word what real fatherhood is. Bless the fathers, Lord. May real families be strengthened by real fathers being in position by the leadership of the Holy Spirit. We commit ourselves to you. We have but one service today. Lord, we just want to thank you that we can have this time together. And we just believe, Lord, that you'll just continue to loosen these restrictions, oh God. Drive the virus back. Lay your children enter your gates with thanksgiving and come into your courts with praise. And Lord, we want to see everybody back in their position, Lord. We want to see everyone at their post of duty. And Lord, we want to rub shoulders with the children of God, even until the last day we have on this, on this, if I would say, cursed earth, oh Lord, that's heading to a tribulation. But as we heard this morning, we're heading into a change of these bodies to be caught up on high. We thank you for your grace, Lord. We thank you for everyone that's been here. We thank you for everyone streaming and watching on the internet. May you bless them in their homes and around their tables today. We commit them all into your hands in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Do you love him? Do you love him this morning? Let's just sing that before we go. I love him because he first loved me. I love him. Oh, I love him. Because he first with you. The service is dismissed. Uh, Next service will be Wednesday night at 730. God bless you each one in Jesus name.